This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talk about software as a service and cloud control, a backup solution for your cloud application. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I'm here with Niaz Mohammed uh, to talk about cloud control today. Hi, Niaz. Hey, Justin. So, do you prefer to be called Niaz or anything else? Uh, people at NetApp call me Nemo. Yeah? Why yeah, is that? that, that the, <laughs> so, that, that's the first two letters from my first name and the last name. Okay. So my full name is Niaz Mohammed. So, people take N-I from the first and M-O from the second, making it Nemo. So how many Finding Nemo jokes do you get uh, on average? Every time. Okay, so every I won't, I won't ask that. I won't, I won't make that joke now, <laughs> um, even though secretly I just made it. So, uh, so Niaz, if you could tell everybody here uh, what you do at NetApp and how to reach you on social media if you have such a presence. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm Niaz Mohammed, as Justin introduced. Uh, I'm the senior solutions architect here at NetApp with the cloud business unit. I have been with NetApp for the past six years, and my primary focus area is cloud SaaS services. Uh, you can reach me at Nemo New, that is my Twitter handle. You can also reach me at niaz.netapp.com if you have any specific questions about on-premises exchange or cloud services. So you mentioned SaaS or uh, software as a service. Let's talk a little bit about that first because that's going to kind of frame the discussion about cloud control. So could you give me kind of a high-level overview of what SaaS is? Absolutely. So most of the organizations today are moving off from their on-premises data center, especially during a tech refresh cycle, and they're adopting software as a service offering. Software as a service offering is nothing but a service that offer, is offered by one of the vendors out there where they can immediately get started without installing any agents or services or even adding a new server to their infrastructure. All they need to do is access the URL and get started with the service. One such good example is messaging and collaboration. If you historically look, most of the organizations were deploying Exchange or SharePoint which is used for, you know, as document libraries. And it was all running in the customer's on-premises environment. With Office 365, which is the most predominant SaaS service that is introduced by Microsoft, most of the organizations moved their data to Office 365 because of ease of usage. Because all they can do is get started within fraction of minutes by signing up with their credit card. So that is the beauty of software as a service offering. So basically, it's a managed service for things that you don't want to set up an infrastructure for, more or less, right? That is right. Okay. So essentially, the direction most of the industry is going to today, uh, you know, whether or not you believe it, <laughs> that's just where it's headed, right? So it's the the eventual evolution because 
most people don't want to manage their own infrastructure if they don't have to. They may only have certain needs and certain use cases. They may want to have a, a proving environment before they set up an entire infrastructure. A lot of use cases for software as a service. So that said, um, tell us a little bit about cloud control and what that is. Perfect. So cloud control is one set software as a service offering. And that is one of the first from, my, from NetApp where it helps customers in protecting their data that is residing in the cloud. So in the first release, we started off with Office 365. As I mentioned earlier, it is the most predominant service out there. And cloud control helps customers in protecting their corporate data residing in Office 365, which is scattered across multiple apps like Exchange Online, SharePoint Online, OneDrive Business, and Office 365 groups. Now, how do Cloud Control do this? Cloud Control does this by performing automated backups on a daily basis and extracts the data from Office 365 data center and stores it to the customer's choice of storage destination. It can either be in the cloud itself or it can be in the on-premises. And is this any storage system or is it just only on tap for the on-premises? That's a good question. So. Cloud control is storage agnostic today. So we allow Amazon S3 storage, which is from the cloud, or Azure Blob in the cloud. We also support storage grid web scale, which is our object storage. We are yet to add FAST, which is coming very soon. Okay. So why would we be agnostic? Like, what's the benefit for that? So... As we discussed about the benefit of software as a service offering, right? Less management, administrative overhead, easy to get started. So organizations are looking at getting away from their traditional data center model and storing the data in the cloud. When it comes to storing the data, we chose to store the data with the cloud repositories so that it is actually easy for the organizations to just dump the data in one of the hyperscaler providers and keep the data in there. Or, I mean, if they really want to actually not choose to store the data back into on-premises, they could always do that. But again, they look at the flexibility in terms of, hey, what work can actually dump all this content? Because this is all unstructured data that is actually coming out. So that is where and another object storage really comes into the picture. So I heard you mention uh, several times about... Um cloud control and Microsoft Office 365. Is that the only software application we currently support or is there, are there plans for other applications? That is a good question. So yes, so we, are, we started off with Office 365 as a first service. Uh, we are soon coming out with Salesforce, which is the next service that we'll be supporting. And in the future, we'll be coming out with multiple other services as well. So the reason why I'm kind of talking more about Cloud Office 365 is because that's the first service that we added into our cloud control. And that's fair. I mean, and I asked because the name is cloud control and not like Office 365 control. So I just wanted to make sure that we were headed in that direction, you know. And, and that is right, because the vision for cloud control is to be a single pane of glass for all the solutions, all the cloud services out in the cloud. So very similar to our Snap Center concept where we have single pane of glass for all of the on-premises applications, cloud control is envisioning to provide a single pane of glass solution to, for all of the cloud services 
like Office 365, Salesforce, ServiceNow, Workday, Slack, uh, and so on. So these are all other services out there, and we envision to actually you know, provide services to the most prominently used service providers out there. So we started off with Office 365. We have Salesforce coming out, and we have a couple of the others, but I don't want to actually you know, main break the thunder now. Yeah, absolutely. Understood. So you mentioned uh, Snap Center. Does this tie into Snap Center at all, or is this a separate entity? We do not tie with Snap Center. It's a completely separate service. As I said, since it has to be accessed through the URL and through the browser, so it's actually completely different. But in the future, it might end up there too. But today, there is no integration. Okay. And does this uh, does cloud control itself run in the cloud, or do you have to install something on a server? How do we implement it? If a customer wants to get started with cloud control, all he needs to do is go to the browser, type HTTPS, colon, cloudcontrol.netapp.com. That is it. He doesn't have to install any agent, no servers, nothing. However, if he decides to bring his data back to on-premises, because there are organizations who want to meet the compliance and regulatory requirements, and they want to store the data back from cloud in their on-premises, in that case, they will have to configure storage grid. That is what we support today from the on-premises storage point of view. They have to configure storage grid and provide that URL within cloud control. And apart from that, if they're going with cloud control provided storage or bring your own storage, which I'll talk about in detail after this, you know, they don't have to do anything. All they have to do is just enter the URL, get registered, and start it. Okay, now, so, so cloud control itself the, is software as a service then? That is right, yes. Cloud control itself is a software as a service. Okay, so uh, if I, I sorry I interrupted you. I think you were continuing on how you implement it, so so go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, so I was about to say, I mean, cloud control provides multiple variants of storage options. So cloud control provides cloud control provided storage where the storage is created and managed by cloud control itself. We also provide bring your own storage option where customers can bring Amazon S3 storage that is part of their subscription or Azure Blob that is part of their Azure subscription, or they can actually store the data to storage grid as we discussed. So there is wide variety of option enabling flexible storage options like cloud mean storage or the on-premises storage. So it sounds like this is all S3 interface based. Um, are we doing anything with REST APIs to try to automate cloud control or is that kind of baked into the product? If customers have, I mean, wants to perform any kind of operations for user management or for backup management or triggering a backup, they can definitely use the API interface that we'll be providing in the next you know, couple of months. From data movement standpoint, everything is orchestrated by cloud control. It is all transparent to the end customer. And yes, to answer your question, it is the three interface, but it is not may not showcased or exposed to the end customer. Okay. So the backups are all done through S3. So how does that work with the application? Like what sort of things go into the backup? What, you know, what do we have to pause things? Do you have to quiesce just like we did with, you know, Exchange on-prem? How, did that, how does that all work with the cloud control interface? Okay. So... Since all this data is migrated from the on-premises data center to the cloud, 
Now, customer has no control over where exactly this, this data is, main runs, what kind of server it is, what kind of disk it is. No, I mean, it is, it is like a black box to them. So, literally, any of the service providers, including Microsoft, doesn't expose the storage interfaces or any kind of APIs to access the storage directly. This is where cloud control leverages the APIs that is exposed by Microsoft for extracting the data. Very similar to the concept called as brick-level backup, where we download file-by-file, file, be it from Exchange or SharePoint or OneDrive, and move that data back to cloud control instances and then indexes it and sends it into the S3 storage or any object storage like Azure Blob for that matter. Now, I mean, obviously you might be wondering, hey, if that is the case, it, that backup is not that fast, right? I mean, that is true. Unlike snapshot-based backup, brick-level backup wouldn't, you know, I mean, is work in a very different fashion because we make connections and we start pulling the data I mean, out. Both are very different, but again, cloud control you know, performs very well from a speed standpoint because it backups I mean, multiple amount of data by using a unique implementation, leveraging the APIs that is exposed by Microsoft. Again, each implementation can be different, and our implementation differs in the way we actually you know, access the content by using multiple concurrent connections and download the data. So, Nemo, can you tell me a little bit about the deployment model of cloud control, like how it's back-ended and, you know, how it works? So, cloud control service happily runs on Amazon Web Services today. And we are also planning to extend its capabilities to Azure very soon. As our customer base increases, we generally auto-scale the instances in the back-end so as to meet all the requirements. From a deployment standpoint, Ours is a multi-tier architecture which comprises of web, application, and the databases. Today, we leverage Amazon EC2 instances and Elastic Container Services. Now, talking about high availability and HR disaster recovery capabilities, we leverage multi-zone availability. And in case if any availability zone goes down within Amazon, I mean, our other availability zone will automatically kick in and auto-scale and serve all our customer requests. Thus, at any point at, with any kind of load, cloud control will serve its customers without any performance degradation. Do we have any um, support for functionality with the uh, data movers that we have for NetApp? Um, so being able to move between clouds? Not at the moment. Uh, we are working with main cloud sync team and other teams to actually look at how we can leverage the data moving capabilities. But today, you know, I mean, cloud control has our own data movers and we actually, you know, leverage those capabilities. Okay. It, it's completely, you know, I mean, secure, it's a completely secure environment with very limited access to named personals within NetApp. And any kind of I main act, action is actually, you know, I mean, audited within the entire environment. And not just that, we continuously monitor our environment for any kind of intrusion detection and immediately respond if there is any kind of, you know, activity that is happening within our perimeter interfaces. Now, from talking about security, you know, I mean, people think about, hey, 
my data is actually being being moved by cloud control. What is the security measures there? We encrypt the data that is in flight as well as the data that is actually stored at rest. So the data in flight is encrypted using PLS 1.2, and the data at rest is encrypted using AES 256-bit encryption that do unique encryption keys, and we again leverage Amazon encryption capabilities as well. So there is no way the data is actually compromised. The data is always encrypted, be it in flight as well as at rest. So what about things like regulatory, uh, like GDPR and that sort of thing? How are you? How does cloud control play with that? NetApp is working on multiple security certifications like HIPAA, SOC2, and so on. Along with that, we are also working on the GDPR regulatory requirements, wherein NetApp will play the role of a data processor, right? And the customer in this case will be the data controller. So from GDPR standpoint, cloud control will be addressing the articles like Article 17, 20, 23, and so on starting with Article 17, which is the right erasure and right to be forgotten. So cloud control will provide the ability for the administrator to forget a user and all his data with a click of a button. All right. In a similar fashion, cloud control will allow data portability, which is part of Article 20, where it allows the customers to actually take the data out from the service if they are actually leaving the service or one of the users has actually left the organization. In that case, also, they can actually export the data and actually you know, take it with them. I mean, with respect to Article 23, you know, I mean, cloud control protects the data by design, which is already part of the cloud control DNA, where we encrypt the data you know, that is actually you know, stored within cloud control. And we also offer role-based access control, which means only those administrators who have the appropriate admin rights will be able to access cloud control and perform the actions. So this is what we are doing from the GDPR standpoint, and this will be coming out by April timeframe, just before GDPR will be you know, kick-starting kick in the EU region. So what other questions do you get on a regular basis from your customers or pr- prospective customers? I mean, what are they asking the most about cloud control? So most of the questions that we just discussed, right, in terms of, hey, is there anything that I need to install for cloud control? I mean, how, how does the licensing work? I mean, how, how does cloud control work? I mean, you know, I mean, what are the services that we support? So that's a very common question. So if you look at it, historically, organizations have been relying on Exchange, SharePoint, and the file shares, right? When this workload got migrated to the cloud, especially to Office 365, it just became Exchange Online, SharePoint Online, and file shares became OneDrive for business, right? And these are the predominant services in Office 365 that holds the user data. And this is what most of the organization wants to protect because this is where they generally get queries or support cases raised saying, hey, I lost this particular email or I lost this particular item, or I misplaced this item, or say, you know, I mean, hey, this particular item is corrupt, and I want to get that item back. So this is where cloud control really comes into the picture. But I also get questions in terms of, hey, 
why should we back up the data? Because now the data is actually with Microsoft, they would take care of it. Unfortunately, that is not accurate. Because if you look at it, Microsoft with Office 365 provides robust, high availability and disaster recovery capabilities. But these high availability or disaster recovery capabilities do not help in recovering the data in all the data loss scenarios. Right, that is where a backup is really required. For instance, I generally ask my customers, think about a scenario where your end user deleted an item, or for that matter, you know, one of your senior executives deleted an item by mistake. All these people are generally very busy, right? In an organization, you know, with more than 500 people, it's a very busy organization. People do not have time to look into everything at the same time. What if they miss to actually find that item and they come back after 15 or 20 days and then ask the exchange team in the company, hey, I want that particular item back. It was there in my mailbox 15 days back. What happens if the administrator says, hey, you know what? We are just relying on what Microsoft provides. And that particular item passed its retention period and it made its way out of the database. Now there is no way for to recover that item. Think about the amount of time and the frustration that is actually being spent in actually recovering that item. And in most of the cases, that item is gone. So this is where cloud control really comes into the picture. That is where customers understand the value that how quickly you can recover an item from the backup and restore it back into Office 365 or even to you know, another user's mailbox for that matter or even to another site collection that's improving the operational efficiency, right? So that's one of the questions that I generally get saying, hey, I moved the data, I don't have to worry about it. And the simple answer to that is, you have migrated your content. Yes, it is with the service provider, but that doesn't remove the need for data protection. You still need to protect the data and you as the administrator is still responsible for pushing the right buttons and the dials so as to protect that corporate data that is residing in the cloud. And this is not just the case with Office 365. It is also very similar with any other cloud service providers like Salesforce, ServiceNow, Google Apps, Slack, Dropbox, and anything, anything you name it, you know, it just follows the same origin. So all you need to make sure as an end customer is that like you have been doing in an on-premises environment, where if you are actually deploying a new exchange or SharePoint environment, you definitely go ahead and install a backup solution as well, right? That it gives you the ability to control the data. In a very similar fashion, backup of the Office 365 data needs to become performed as well. So that, that's the first release of cloud control accomplishes by helping customers in protecting that data and giving the control of that data to the end customer so that they can perform granular recovery whenever they need it and reduce the amount of time that is being spent in identifying the item too. So the restorers, are they admin-driven or are they user-driven? I mean, can users go in and just pull from previous versions or can they restore emails themselves or is that something that the admin has to do? So today, it is admin-driven, but very soon, we are, we are adding support for self-service as well, where the end user itself can go and actually select the item and restore it. 
So this is essentially essentially cloud control 1.0, more or less? That That is right, yes. We have been, I mean, out there for almost a year with, you know, I mean, large number of customers. And, you know, I mean, we are adding features based on what we are hearing from our customers. Rather than we adding all the features together, we are just, I mean, timing it based on what our customers are really needing. Okay. And that's the beauty of the SaaS service, right, which we started off the discussion with. Because SaaS is a model where we can continuously integrate any changes and make a feature available within the fraction of days. With cloud control, we update our service every two weeks. Every two weeks, we'll have one or new feature or enhancement that will be added to the service, unlike the old development model. And that is the beauty of true DevOps, where we do the continuous development and then integrate that directly using all the DevOps tools that is available. No, so it's not 1.0, it's like 1.53 or something. (laughs) (laughs) That is right, yes. Okay, okay. So um, what is it built on? I mean, is it built on containers? I mean, is it built on something we've acquired? How How is it constructed, the application itself? Cloud control was built in-house. You know, it was completely developed within NetApp, within a small group, where we learned from our Snap Manager products and developed the solution based on the latest technologies like containers and so on. The basic of cloud control remains exactly the same. It is not, none other than data protection. And we have been I mean, in the data protection space for a long period with Snap Manager products and now with Snap Center. So all we did was we took that learning and we looked at, hey, this is how the data is actually stored in Microsoft. And this is how we need to actually extract the data because Microsoft do expose all those APIs that is required. And we started developing very similar to the way we write for snapshot-based backup. We just wrote it for a brick-level backup. So um, how does the licensing work? Like, how would I get a trial and how would I actually buy Cloud Control if I wanted to use it? So Cloud Control licensing works per user. So if you have 100 users in your organization, you will have to buy 100 licenses. With a single license for a user, he is entitled for Exchange Online, SharePoint Online, OneDrive for Business, and Groups he will get all of the services as part of a single license. There's a 30-day trial, I guess, with Cloud Control. Is that right? That is right. So we do offer a 30-day trial with full functionality. So any main organization can try Cloud Control and evaluate all of the functionalities in terms of how each feature would actually work. And then they can move on to the licensed version. So most of our customers come in for a trial version, and then they directly move on to the licensed version after they see the functionality and the integration that is done nicely with Office 365. And I'm guessing it's as simple as just applying a license and there's no disruption in that case, right? That is right, yes. So they can get started with the 30-day trial where they get 25 users to evaluate. If they want to keep that data, they can keep that data and they can upgrade the license just by going and clicking on the upgrade button. And what happens after the 30-day trial expires? Okay. 
So after the 30-day trial, if the customer wants to take some time to evaluate and you know assess the product, he can always come back to us within 90 days. So with, I mean, after 90 days, the data will be distracted. Till then, the data will be stored so that he can come back and actually you know, use that data and continue from there. If I mean, they do not come back within that time frame, all they have, have to do is they will have to re-sign up again and start backing up the data one more time. All right, Nemo, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, again, if we want to reach you on social media or get a hold of Cloud Control, how would we do that? You can you I mean access cloud control very easily by going to https colon cloudcontrol.netapp.com. That would I mean you know, help you. I mean that will actually give you the login page where you can actually give I mean, sign up for the trial. You can also go to netapp.com and search for cloud control where you'll get the free trial page. You can subscribe there as well. And if you need more information, you can also go to blogs.netapp.com where we talk in detail about cloud control and each functionality that is available and each feature that we add on a regular basis. Apart from that, you can also go to the YouTube channel where you can find all the videos about cloud control and how it helps our customers in improving their operational efficiency. Yeah, and we'll include the links to videos and everything else within the show notes slash blog. So thanks so much. That music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. The entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Nemo for joining us today and talking about cloud control. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.